Independent wrestling is pretty damn fucking cool. We're sitting down in the spotlight and squirt circle with Rhino. We're trying to bring more awareness to the independent professional wrestling scene. Undoubtedly thankful for anybody that just decided to tune in and actually liked us enough to keep listening. All right. Sit down, buckle up, strap in. Uh, fuck. Damn it. I'm not going to start over. That sounds all right. Uh, welcome to the Deach and Dash podcast. Presented courtesy of the Grapple Talk Network. Presented courtesy of the Podbean app via the phone or internet or app or iPod. However you listen to this, welcome to the show. I am your host, uh, gorgeous Jordy Lee in Green Bay, Wisconsin. On a beautiful fall day. Can you believe we're nearly halfway through fall? Or halfway through October, rather? Seems like just yesterday it was the 17th. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, welcome to a fun episode. Uh, we have referee TJ Bowles, 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 I don't know, referee, ref TJ. Everyone knows him as pretty much TJ the ref, ref TJ. Uh, local Green Bay ref, uh, or Wisconsin ref rather. He's kind of ref to actually quite a few places realistically, probably ref more than people realize. He's on the show. Uh, it's a really, really fun chat. And in the group chat that I'm in with like some of the Grapple Talk crew, uh, I just messaged him. I was like, holy shit, I think this episode is going to be awesome or amazing or something like that because it's a good one. It's a very, very good one. I learned quite a bit about TJ that I just never knew. Um, I kind of like the direction of this podcast, how it's it, it feels more and more like what I love about podcasts and like radio, like NPR specifically, where it's just a fun chat. And we chat for, you know, 45 minutes, an hour, a half hour. There's less pressure on the people. And, I, and you just kind of talk. Like, I, I kind of, I'm, I'm personally digging that aspect. If, if you aren't, then get, get, get me the fuck out of your ears. Because this, like, this isn't going to be for you. But I kind of enjoy it. It's, it's, it's fun. Um, this episode specifically is fun. Learned quite a bit about TJ. Uh, so, yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, <laughs> kind of a reverse way to how I normally do things, but in any event, this past weekend, I had no wrestling, I sort of half-assed, thought about trying to get on some shows and going on the state, but at the same time, I realized that I don't get many true free weekends, I mean, I had one a couple weeks ago when I was down in Fond du Lac, but realistically, free weekends when I'm at home with like my fiance, when I'm like not throwing my body out of surface. I don't get many of those. I think the last one was maybe just after Labor Day. or I think it was, yeah, the weekend after Labor Day. Um, so it was nice to have the weekend off. Really enjoyed it. Uh, sounds like a lot of my crew, a lot of my friends absolutely killed their opportunities that they had at wrestling. So I'm happy for them. Uh, I myself enjoyed the fall weekend. Went to the Fall Fest on Broadway here in town. Ate, up, ate probably too much uh, Indian food. Uh always enjoyed that and just enjoyed a nice weekend just just kind of chilled out you know set the uh got the heart heart resting heart beat heart race heart beats got the got my heartbeat nice and low i don't i don't know i don't know what i'm saying anymore uh but yeah it was just a nice relaxing weekend um something that was kind of interesting was i had a uh, one person who comes to a lot of shows hit me up about training uh, like oh so so I love wrestling so I want to know who you'd recommend or where you go and whatnot and this is something that gets asked quite a bit. Um, I cannot stress enough. Um, good training, 
and getting trained. Not just going to shows and hanging out and stuff like that, but going to you know going to a, a good school, finding out how many people have come out of that school, and really there, there's there's really the main two in my eyes. Uh, so I know maybe some people take this as a slight error, but there's only really two in in, in the state in, in my in my opinion, and that's uh, the ACW Academy and the Dojo of Pain uh, camp that's ran by Shane Hills. ACW is ran by. Uh, Dylan, you know, Hornswoggle and Nick Colucci. Dojo Payne ran by Shane Hill, Stacey Shadows. Those are going to be the two best ones uh, as far as Wisconsin goes. Uh, really can't p- put these places over enough, especially Dojo Payne. That's where I came out of. That's where most of the state really came out of. Um, I really honestly feel if it wasn't for good training, I probably wouldn't have lasted. You know, something I kind of touched on with Mark. With Merck. I don't think I would have lasted if if it hadn't been for Shane just driving me and pushing me to get better and working hard. I you know so those are the places to hit up for anyone listening that is thinking about making the leap. I uh, just kind of had to get that out of there, but, uh, but yeah. So that's that. I suppose I'm just gonna as I stare at my delicious diet root beer. Um, but yeah, uh, suppose we should just get to the the fun part, the TJ part, as I said before. Um, yeah, enjoy this one, guys. Listen to it. Let me know what you think. Hit me up. Uh, it's a real fun one. Before that, gotta make sure I mention just you know housekeeping, keeping up with the bills. Uh, my pro wrestling tea store is up and running. It is going great. Uh, I am gonna be coming out with a design pretty shortly here, I think. Uh, but my pro wrestling tea store, if you just Google search. Or uh, go to ProWrestlingTees.com and search Gorgeous Jordy Lee. Or uh, realistically, if you just do a Google search, it's the first thing that pops up. Gorgeous Jordy Lee. Also, I am a sponsored athlete with the Collar and Elbow brand ran by Al Snow. If you go to CollarAndElbowBrand.com, shop around, find one of their awesome, comfortable tees. And then you want to save a little scratch, a little bit of Muleski. Put in the uh, promo code JORDZ, J-O-R-D-Z, J-O-R-D-Z, at checkout. J-O-R-D-Z, save to print 10%. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I, I wouldn't mind an extra 10% here and there. A little bit of 10% there. A little bit of 10% here. Why not? Save a little bit of cash. I'm, I'm, very, I'm very frugal, as anyone will tell you. When I open up my wallet, I blow out the cobwebs. So with that, uh, definitely one of my more clunkier opens. Uh, enjoy the interview. Enjoy listening to TJ and his West Virginia accent, and we'll be back. Hey, everybody. This is RGG from the Regular Guy Gaming Podcast on the Grapple Talk Network. I think it's safe to say if you like wrestling, you also like games. So join me and my co-host, Ragbag, as we talk about old games, new games, games we love, games we hate, special guests, interviews and of course ragbags love for luigi mansion that is all on regular guy gaming check us out hey guys this is ac riley reminding you to check out the riley factor only on the grapple talk network join me as i talk wrestling interview wrestlers in my spotlight and squared circle segment and much much more what are you waiting for Head on over to iTunes and subscribe to the Grapple Talk Network today. And as always, support independent wrestling. 
So, Jesse, apparently we have to make a promo for our podcast, but I'm not exactly sure what we're supposed to say. Oh, come on, Nick. We just got to talk about Grapple Talk, where we talk about wrestling. It doesn't matter if it's the national stuff or the local stuff. That's true. I mean, regardless if it's WWE or our Spotlight in the Squared Circle segment where we highlight local talent, we cover it all. Oh, we also got to plug the social media. That's right. Facebook.com slash The Grapple Talk, and you can follow us on Twitter at The Grapple Talk. Man, that was a really good promo. That was. High five. Hi, yeah. Mm, not really. No, I, I did one with... Um, Nate Grumman before, so he, he busted my podcast cherry, so I'm not nervous anymore. All right. We're excited. Good. Well, we're rolling. All right. Just like that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's a good way to start. Yeah. So uh, we're uh, back on the show with referee TJ Madison. Bowls. Bowls. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no one else better was available, so TJ lives five minutes away from me, so... <laughs> We're going with TJ. How's it going, buddy? It's going great. Where, where are we right now? We are in the video game cavern of 9th Street, Green Bay, Wisconsin. Yeah. <laughs> and I just asked you how many games you said you think you have, and it's what, 17? About, about 1,700, probably a little bit more. Yeah. Less. And you said your favorite systems were? GameCube and Super Nintendo. Those are, my, those are the systems close to my heart. Are they, is that like your wheelhouse? Like you know every single thing? Like you know every single like trick on the buttons and uh, stuff like that? Oh, I'm most comfortable with those controllers, yeah. I yeah. Said, like everybody, There's a lot of people who hate the GameCube controller. I love it if it's right into my hand and everything's right where it needs to be. I'm sure there's some sort of innuendo there we could say, but... Oh, that, at least three. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and you said 360 is your least favorite, right? Yeah, just because I don't believe in buying a system and then it breaking down, so I get having to buy another another one, then breaking down again, see, having to buy another. See, I had the white 360, and the only reason I upgraded to the black 360 was because I just needed more space. Yeah, I never had any. Well, the uh, the uh, the disc drive or whatever. Mm-hmm. I had to open that with like a knife or a paper clip. Exactly. But other than that, though, I never had any issues, though. I don't know. It well, never crashed on me. It never broke. I never got the, the red dot of death or whatever it's called. Or... Well, to me, it's like my Super Nintendo. Or you can even go back to my, in my freaking Commodore 64. Like, those things still work like nothing. I don't need a fork or a knife to open up something. <laughs> like, and, like, if I buy a system, it should work for its intended purpose without me having to make adjustments on it, you know? Right. I mean, I don't know. Oh, like... I just, I'm not a big fan of Microsoft either in general. I think that just sure. left a bad taste in my mouth. And I had Windows 10 too, which is a terrible operating system. I, I see though you have for the PS2, you have a Friends game? I do. What's Is that like a quiz game? It or? is Friends, and it's called Friends, the one with all the questions. It's a trivia game. Is that fun? If you like Friends, I guess. I like Friends. Is it, it's do not, fun. Do you not like Friends? I love Friends. Yeah, I've seen, I've seen every episode now. I've not seen every episode. I've seen all of them up through season like three or four. There you go. I have a Harvey Birdman Attorney at Law video game. Yeah, you, you have every game. I don't want to do this with you. I don't, <laughs> I, I, we're, we're just going to go tit for tat. That's so. a good idea. Yeah, so we're going to get into it. So, uh, TJ, and I have a couple of questions written down. I have some stuff written down yeah, I as I look to the right side. Uh, where, do, where does roughing come in? In what year? Uh, roughing came in in 2009, May 9th, 2009 to be exact. And what made you decide to be a ref? Uh, I remember the first day I said, you know, I was talking to Weasel and Jason Jerry on the bus sure. while we were dropping off extra ring boards at his house. Sure. And I said, I'm willing to do anything. I don't care what it is. Hell, I'll drive the ring truck. Until I, you know, nowadays I realize how terrible that would be. Um, like, I would do anything. And uh, Well, the bus was a bitch. Oh, I yeah. miss the bus, though, kind of. It's wholesome. I, I think it's the same same level of bad as the truck. Yeah, it, 
To me, honestly, it doesn't make much of a difference. Yeah, I've ridden in for, to Stevens Point in the truck. And okay. back from Stevens Point from the truck. It's bad. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, and uh, he like the next show, Weasel was like, you said you're willing to do anything, right? Yeah, I just, just want to be involved. He's like, oh, all right, well, how about we throw a ref shirt on you and see how you are? Sure. Uh, apparently, it didn't suck that much. Um, that, was, that was, what, uh, nine years ago? About, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And uh, ever since then, I've still been getting bookings everywhere. Um I enjoy it a lot more than I would enjoy wrestling, I think, honestly. <laughs> uh, Jason Jerry actually told me it's better to be a referee because wrestlers, there's hundreds of wrestlers out there. You know, yeah, yeah. A, a, Technically, a wrestler's spot can always be replaced. But For sure. A good referee is not the easiest to find. And a good referee can make a good match great as where a bad referee can make a great match bad. Oh, I tell you. Off air, I'll tell you my bad referee story, but I had a bad referee like two weeks ago. Yeah. Really, really bad. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, well, yeah, like, and uh, I think it was like two summers ago, I came to you and I was like, TJ, I hate wrestling. I'm sick of wrestling. I want to <laughs> learn how to be a referee. And like, you taught me some referee stuff, and I referee some matches. And that's something I still want to go back to, actually. I enjoyed refing, yeah. It's kind of fun. It's easier on the body. Way easier on the body. <laughs> well, my knees, though. My knees were. Oh, you, yeah, the knees. Do you wear knee pads? I did for like the first year. Until they got really smelly, and I and said, you got like a callus built up. Or? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's, it's years. It's just like when I had to climb through the coal mines, you know, when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah. for yeah, you're a coal miner's. Well, yeah. not you, your dad. because yeah. you're a coal miner's son. I'm a coal miner's son. Yeah, but he still had me going there every now and then <laughs> to make that money. Because you're what state are you from originally? West Virginia. And you're a coal miner's son. Right? Yeah, of course. You know how that started, right? I just remember Nathan Gust kept calling me it, and that, that, that's all I know. That's all. It just started from Nathan Gust calling me it. So, uh, so when I found out you were from West Virginia, and you got all these TJ-isms, which we all <laughs> we all love, they're terms of endearment, right? Yeah. Uh, there's. Do you remember the running back Thomas Jones? I do. Played not. for the Bears, uh, Cardinals, Jets, Chiefs. Thomas Jones. I admittingly did not get balls deep into football until I moved to Titletown. Well, oh, I mean, this would have been like between 2004 and 2010. But I mean, in any in any event, Thomas Jones, he was from like one of the Virginias or whatever, and he legit has tattooed on his chest "Coal Miner's Son." Okay. So that's why I say to this day, like, yeah, TJ, you know, he has a tattoo on his, and like I'll tell like green kids that, like, hey, he has, <laughs> he has on his chest tattooed to "Coal Miner's Son." So that's where it started off from. Nice. I'm happy you spawned one of the many TJ-isms. Yeah, yeah. I well, I think I have most of them, actually. <laughs> who and how? What? Oh, yeah. Who, 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 all I need to know? Who and how? How many? What then? Uh, what's West Virginia like? How old were you when you like lived in West Virginia? Uh, I moved there my sophomore year of high school, so that definitely wasn't, you know... From where? T- from Virginia. And what was Virginia like? Virginia was all right. I moved there in middle school, and before there... I lived in Oregon, and before there, I lived near Washington, D.C., and before there, I lived in the center of, actually, Virginia, so. Like? I moved, about every three or four years, I ended up moving. It's you, great for keeping friends, let were, me tell you. Were you an army brat, or no. what, just, just the family moved around a lot? Basically, yeah, my mom's family was on the East Coast, my dad's family was on the, no, my mom's family was on the West Coast, my dad's family was on the East Coast. And every three or four years, they figured it was a good idea to uproot the children and move them into a new area. So, Virginia to D.C. Okay, so Virginia to D.C. to Oregon. So, I lived in North Dakota for about about a year. Okay. And then I moved to a more centered Virginia. Okay. Uh, and then I ended up moving to West Virginia. 
And keep in mind, in all these states, we probably moved houses once every year or two. So not only were, but in the same town, or like, or they would like, usually be about half an hour apart, an hour apart. Everything like maybe like maybe your parents were doing some shady stuff that they like, had to, they had to keep like Johnny run, Johnny Law on the run. Or? I hope. Well, if they were, I didn't get any money out of it. This so is that's true. Like, <laughs> I certainly didn't get any money out of it. What was that like? Like moving around all that. Oh, it's uh, as a kid, I thought it was cool because hey, new house, yeah, yeah, you know, new place to play hide and seek. Because yeah. every time you know a kid moves into a house, all you do is play hide and seek. Right. Um, but now looking back on it, it'd be nice to still have you know everybody's like, oh, I've had this friend since elementary school. Right. I've had I don't have any of that. All my friends are from like except for maybe one one good friend from West Virginia. Sure. Um, all of my friends are from Wisconsin. Sure. And even then, I have I would say I would honestly say I have a small handful of friends. Sure, sure. That's just because I don't have the deep roots here or anything like sure. that. You know, like um, the only social aspect of my life really, aside from of course work, because everybody has coworker friends, right? Right. Uh, is wrestling shows. That's it. Did. Did the video games come in as like a comfort because you were moving around, or did you play video games as a kid? Or they were comfort as a diff for a different way. Um, so if you don't mind me asking, oh no, no, yeah, it's yeah. all good. Uh, so my family, uh, I never really got along really well with yeah. my mom and dad, mainly because of a lot of stuff that's now a big red button for me. I mean, there's, I mean, if you ask any 18 year old, hey, why did you move two time zones away from your family? Right. They're going to have reasons, right? Right. So instead of coming out of, out of my room a lot, you know, and, you know, social, you know, interacting with my parents and everything, uh, I would just stay in my room, play video games, uh, sneak watch wrestling, sneak because watch wrestling, sure. my parents absolutely hated it. Um, and then, uh, yeah, it just kind of grew from there. The few friends I had at school, you know, we all got along via video games. I, I mentioned earlier today. Off the record that I played, uh, I lived watching G4 TV. Right. I'm pretty sure I knew who Olivia Off the Munn. record. <laughs> Trust me, this is a piece of shit podcast. No, no, no one's checking this afterwards for fact checking. It's all right. Uh, PolitiFact is going to be checking this. Sure. Uh, I knew Olivia Munn before anybody else knew Olivia Munn, for example. But uh, yeah, I would rather stay in my room and play video games and be you know in those worlds, in the video game worlds. Sure. Than being in the living room and being told by my dad why black people created AIDS and why she, we still okay. shouldn't drink out of the water fountains. Exactly, yeah. Uh, so, Are your parents together? Oh, yeah, they're together. Any siblings? Uh, I have a sister that I haven't talked to in about 10 years now. And really? Yeah, we just we don't get along. And then uh, I have a little brother who's, I think... Six or seven. Are they, are they in West Virginia too? Oh, no. They live in Oregon now. My whole family now lives in Oregon. Okay. Because, again, they moved. They so. moved, of course. Yeah. When's the last time you saw your family? Uh, I saw my mom probably about two or three months ago for a day in uh, Mall of America. Uh, before that, um, see, I got married six years ago, so I probably saw my fa family last time about eight years ago now. Yeah. The way it makes sense. My parents didn't go to the wedding. Sure, sure. Yeah. That's crazy. Because, like, like, for me, because I moved around a little bit as a kid. Like, I was born in Appleton, lived in Kakana, moved to, like, Brandon, which is just outside of Fond du Lac. Moved to Fond du Lac. And then, like, I grew up there, and then I moved to Green Bay in, like, 2008. So, like, I have some roots. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And, like, my friends are, like, and my friends and my family are, like, a huge part of my life. Like... That's crazy. Like, like I did. I knew you moved around a little bit, but I had no idea oh, yeah. that you moved around that much. And like, like that's just. I mean, do you, do you talk to your like 
Do you get along with your mom a little more than your dad, or? I'll get along with her for a day. Yeah. And then it starts starting rolling. I talk to them once every two months or so. Once every two, because I talk to my dad like at least four times a week. I talk to my mom at least three times a week. My brother is like almost every single day. That's crazy. Yeah, to to me. put it to put it into perspective, I talk to my little brother once, maybe three times a year. Sure. I talk to my mom or dad once every two months or so. Okay. Uh, I know I have grandmas, grandpas, uncles, aunt, aunt, uncles, aunts, stuff like that. Yeah. I see them once a decade, maybe. Sure. Maybe. And, That's about and it. Like, and like you're cool, like no no issues like you're just like well they're doing their thing i'm doing my thing i gotta like move on they gotta like live their life or? yeah basically only because i know that if we talk for more than like if we are on the phone and we talk more than three sure. hours it starts get it starts degrading pretty fast sure sure but like, so, so you keep things like pleasant and happy and light right and so, is that what you're saying until it gets to awkward silence because uh i i bring up a view that's not agreed upon right you know or something like that so yeah okay well to kind of um Sidetrack from that just for a hot second. Oh, yeah. uh, ketchup or mustard? Ketchup, definitely ketchup. Although I like the variations of mustard better, like such as honey mustard. Honey mustard. Every okay. time I make a, a sandwich, <laughs> it has a honey mustard on there. Okay. Or um, yeah, definitely honey mustard. But uh, overall, both of them ketchup. Ketchup. Even though I miss when uh, Shrek was being advertised. And the green ketchup. The green ketchup. Oh, no, it was like yellow ketchup and red mustard. Or it would be like green ketchup right. and stuff like that. I miss that. I miss, um, I remember eating green ketchup and purple ketchup actually back yeah. in the day. Yep. And the grossest one I ever did, like combined it with, was like chicken patties and green ketchup. And I was like, this visually does not look <laughs> good. <laughs> no. Like crappy, can't imagine that. crappy chicken patty and like green ketchup i was like this like it tastes fine yeah realistically but i was like this is, doesn't look appealing so can't imagine it um so you, you moved to you moved to green bay 2000 what year mm, i think about almost two years ago now almost two years i ago. mean well you moved to wisconsin i'm sorry you oh wisconsin, wisconsin in november of 2008 i believe give or take and just you moved out Oh yeah, you just I, packed up your shit and I saved up enough money. I took a Greyhound, uh, Greyhound bus from Beckley, West Virginia, to Oconto, Wisconsin, because that's the farthest it would take me away from sure. home. Uh, I had a suitcase with a laptop, probably about three or four shirts and pants, uh, about twelve hundred dollars, and I lived in a hotel for about a week. What prompted you to move? Just couldn't take it anymore. Yeah, it's not a not a thing and, with the parents. And you said it's the furthest you could go away. So like you just like looked up bus like. What's how how far away can I get for this cost? Basically, yeah, I spun a globe, finger down. Hey, Wisconsin's like really? Nice. You, you, yeah. And you you didn't know anything about Wisconsin other than say like the Packers or Packers. Um, I knew I met one person online about a week before that that lived in the Green Bay Oconto area, and uh, they knew of me. I knew of them. I lived in a hotel for about a week. Um, she got to know me better, and she was like, "Hey, how's it going?" And uh, <laughs> nice. yeah, yeah, and uh, so it was about a week that her parents found out that I lived. In, I was living in a hotel, and I ended up. They ended up taking me in sure. for a good two or three years, and then just apartment living from there. But yeah, I literally like I can't moved here with a suitcase, yeah, some yeah. pants, po- pants and shirts, a laptop, and about twelve hundred dollars. And like, you were just like, I gotta get away. I gotta do my own thing. Basically, yeah. That's impressive, TJ. I don't know if I could do that. Yeah, it's it was it was a. Yeah. It was a fun trip. It was about a 25-hour Greyhound bus trip. Like, I actually took a straight Greyhound bus. I went through uh, Chicago. Sure. I uh, went through uh, Toledo, Ohio. That was, a, that was an experience. Were there no, like, 
quote unquote like layovers was it just like oh, a there were layovers. like I'm sure you made some stops right mm-hmm. uh, Indianapolis that was probably about a two hour layover Did, Toledo was, Toledo Ohio is probably the worst layover though yeah because it was about an hour layover and this was at probably about one or two in the morning so you just like chilled and hung out I walked around the streets of Toledo at two in the morning and so I realized this is a this is a really stupid idea because probably. I walked by this one I walked by this back road and the lights were off in the bar at least I thought. Because then all of a sudden, I saw neon lights in the window, and the sound... <laughs> sure, sure, sure. And I'm like, I should keep walking. Probably, yeah. So what were you doing for this like 25-hour like bus trip or whatever it was? Just, just sleeping or...? Uh, I was stupid, so I talked to people. Yeah, people who were sitting <laughs> that next to me. Doesn't surprise me at all. Yeah, no. And uh, TJ Bowles makes uh, Bowles makes best friends with everybody. You're uh, like yeah. Toby Keith, you're America's best friend. Uh, I don't know. Okay, sure. <laughs> Uh, there's this one guy who showed me naked pictures of himself and another guy. What? That that was the worst one. <laughs> Did you ask, like, hey, I'm bored. Do you have any naked pictures of yourself? No. Or? Okay. So I got on, the, got on the bus from Indianapolis to Chicago, and this guy sitting next to me looked like a very nice guy, dressed nicely, had a tie on, Hello. nice button up, 30s, I guess. So you're basically describing someone that looks like me right now. <laughs> I was trying to avoid that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, he had a lunchbox on his po- on his lap. We started talking like we do, and he was like, "I have these pictures. You want to see them?" I was like, oh, "Sure." Dog, family members, maybe see something. Schoolmates, chums. Yeah, yeah. He's like, "Okay." Kind of leans over to me and goes, flashes it real fast and puts it away. And I will never forget the sight I saw. What it was it? Was, was, was it a, a monster dog or? It was a redhead. Uh, he didn't shave. Okay. Uh, completely spread open like this on a chair. Yeah. And he was like, oh, ha, 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 he, he, you know, he was like all kind of... Was he trying to pick you up? Or? I, he asked for my number at the end, and I feel so bad for whoever's number I actually gave him. Sure. Um, he told me how, oh, yeah, just so you know, some of these guys are actually straight, but, you know, there's a thing, you know, money talks, you know, ha, 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 this and that, and I'm, I'm, I'm yeah, that expressing you just made on your face was what I thought. And um, then he, then he kind of whispered, so... What would you do for money? Jesus. Instantly, I had a I had a girlfriend. She was pregnant. She had cancer. I can't do anything against her. Uh, I'm, I'm very devout Christian. All this. I came up with every right, excuse right, right. in the book. Uh, then I just I, I I tried to fall asleep, but I didn't feel comfortable. Well, welcome to Wisconsin, right? Or... Yeah. The worst, part, the weirdest part was I took my hoodie off because it was really hot and it was during the summer, and uh, I put it in the overhead above me. Yeah. And uh, he kind of wakes up and he looks at me. And he's like. Did you just change your clothes next to me? Nice. <laughs> I was like, uh, no, I just took my hoodie off. He was like, uh, oh. And he was kind of disappointed that I did not change my clothes yeah, yeah, on a yeah. packed Greyhound bus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the seat next to him. So. I'll never forget that. You step off the bus in Oconto. What, are there winters in West Virginia? Yeah. Okay. So the winter didn't like shock you in Wisconsin. No, no, no. A no. lot of people think they do, but you know, West Virginia, there's a lot of mountains. A lot of mountains. So when you're high up in the mountains... Uh, I think the biggest difference is it is more cold here, but the wind chill is worse worse in West Virginia because of, of the coast. Exactly, so yeah, I was yeah. more used to it. Um, you guys get a, the thing is also in West Virginia it will snow, but give it a, you know two or three weeks without snow and you'll see the grass again. Sure. Here it snows. You ain't seeing grass till for right, yeah. May if yeah. you're lucky. Interesting. Okay. Um, I do have coal miners' sun written down on my piece of paper. <laughs> Of course, you yeah, would. Yeah. Uh, so, TJ, you're one of the. You're not weird. You're just kind of eccentric, and I'm sure, like, 
just like like me, everybody, like you know, you you cover, try to cover your insecurities or whatnot, or like just just with your weirdness. I do the same thing. You know, I'm very insecure, but like you're one of the, you're just funny, like but accidentally, I think. <laughs> and a couple of stories come to my mind, and the first one you could probably figure out it's uh when we went out to lunch in Two Rivers. Yeah, you knew this was coming. I, oh, I knew it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How yeah. is yeah. this not going to come up? Uh, we're uh, we're in Two Rivers. There's a great place called Fatso Subs. There's one in Manitowoc as well. There used to be one in Green Bay, but it closed actually, yeah. And uh, Fatso Subs is known for their, not 12-inch sandwiches, but their 14-inch sandwiches. Mm-hmm. Right? Two extra inches. They're big sandwiches. They are. And they're packed. They're heavy, too. They have some weight on them. Uh, <laughs> Describe your order. What did you get? <laughs> well, we walked in. And, now, uh, now this is before show. Uh-huh. Before show, we we set up the ring. We all dicked around and stuff like that. And we're like, hey, screw it. It's, we have plenty of time. Mm-hmm. Let's walk down the street, go to Fatso's. Fuck it, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> I saw their menu board. They have a very like, wide range, huge menu, huge menu. And I couldn't decide. Sure. And I was really hungry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I decided to get a tuna. Okay. And a taco sub. Okay, which the 20, taco sub is good. Yes, 28 inches of sandwich. Sure. And, uh, yeah, do you want to take it from there, or should I do the whole well, thing? Well, I'm going to interrupt you there, because oh, the do. thing about Fatso's, and I'm sure you probably didn't know this. Hey, darling. Hey, TJ's wife walks in. Hey, boo. I miss, <laughs> I miss you. <laughs> At Fatso's, I'm sure you didn't know this. Ruthie maybe should have, like, you know, told you, but if you ask, like, very sweetly and very nicely there, they will, like make a sub half say tuna half taco mm-hmm. they will do that but like if you're like i'll take uh the wheat and i'll take half ham and cheese half pizza sub they won't do it for you but if you're like extremely nice and if you say like i'm having a really hard time deciding they will make that for you oh, okay okay so next time well we're in two rivers next weekend well even then i don't think a taco tuna sub is a good, good no combo. but you, you, you know it? you cut it in half i guess yeah but then you don't get 28 inches of sandwich. <laughs> it's 28 inches of <laughs> That's like more bread, I think, than I've had this whole month. 28 inches of bread. God. So anyways, so um, we get there actually when it's super busy. My order gets messy, mixed up. I did order the chili dog sandwich, which I really like. Mm-hmm. But instead I got like this weird bologna and like sandwich bread sandwich, which I didn't care for. I ate a chunk of it. Corey got pissed off that I didn't finish it. We're all, we're all done eating. Wasting food. We're all done eating. Okay. Wasting food, whatever. Like, I, <laughs> I ate some of the meat. I ate some of the bread. It was just not... It was like sweet on sweet plus like gross like processed cheese. Eh. Eh. Uh, we're all done eating. Wrapping up. Okay. And what happens then after that, TJ? You're like, I, hey, well, hold on, guys. I got to start my second sandwich. <laughs> I still have my second sandwich to go. Yeah, I mean, everybody, everybody was leaving. That somebody had the talking stick and everything. And you guys, put oh it yeah, away. yeah, we had the circle of trust with the talking stick. Yep. That's right. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, I'm like, can can anybody stay and eat with me? And yeah. everybody was like, no, no TJ, we, you we, should, we, why did you order two sandwiches? <laughs> and so you guys all leave, and then something happened that nobody saw. There was a black family in the corner. Well, you probably don't have to just blast it like that, but okay, it's already out there. It's already okay. out there. Uh, there was a black family in the corner, and they saw everybody leave. <laughs> and they were like, "Did they just leave you?" I was like, "Yeah." They were like, "You can come eat with us." And so I, I was adopted by a black family for the next uh, twenty to thirty minutes while I ate my sandwich. And they were very nice people, especially Latrice. 
Which sandwich did you like more? <laughs> the taco. The tuna was too salty. Okay. Salty I, I hate it. I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> I hate it when people make their tuna salty. Why do you need to do salty that? Salty tuna. It should be creamy. Creamy tuna. If you had to do it all over again, when you have gotten two sandwiches. Yeah. 28 inches of... Those black people were very nice. Now, I thought what you were going to do, because I think I saw you order two sandwiches. Mm-hmm. I thought what you were going to do was like, order one, keep one for later. Mm-hmm. You well, know? Then either the tuna would have gotten warm. Sure. Or the taco would have lost its heat. So it was well, a lose-lose. But, but, okay. <laughs> I have very logistical reasons for this. Yeah. Logical yeah, reasons yeah, for yeah. what yeah. I do. So, yeah, TJ, you're just... That's, that's outstanding. So talking about food, uh, say you're on death row. Okay. And just before they, you know, they take you in to pump you full of gas and whatnot, they give you your last meal. Mm-hmm. Okay. What is TJ the ref's last meal? I don't know that one. It's a good one. Honestly, like, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you mine. Okay. Uh, uh, either steak or fried chicken. Because I, I like Ooh, a good, chicken. like a broasted chicken. Yeah. I hate KFC fried chicken, though. Yeah, it's pretty rough. The mac and cheese, though, is good. Okay. Uh... Like a like a hardcore like home cooked like fried chicken meal, with like some mashed potatoes and gravy, and then like banana cream pie. Okay. Uh, what is yours? That would be very more more simple than that, I guess. Okay. Uh, a DiGiorno pizza. A whole pizza. A whole DiGiorno pizza. What what toppings? Just pepperoni. Pepperoni, okay. Because that's the one I remember eating the most. Maybe you put some pineapple on it. Because I'm a huge fan of oh, pineapple you're pizza. You're one of those. I'm huh? one of those. Okay. Yes, I'm now kicked off the podcast. I, are Are you having anything on the side at all? Mm, a gogurt, a gogurt, well, so, something to sip on, like exactly. a, a soda or um, maybe a Dr Pepper. Dr Pepper, that would be it. Any dessert? Mm, Treat yourself. Deep fried Oreos, because I mean, I'm about to die Oreos. anyway, so yeah, why not clog the arteries? Yeah, that's faster. true. That's true. Uh, when I asked, um, I think you met my brother Adam. I probably have. I think, I think so. so. Yeah. Was he at the uh, Oshkosh show? Just oh recently? yeah, he was. Oh, yeah. yeah, dancing yeah. in all his fucking stupid glory. <laughs> uh, when I asked him that question, um. The hell did he say for a dessert? Or, no, no, no. Oh, yeah. So, like, he said, uh, well, I'd be afraid that they'd mess up my order and then I wouldn't eat it. And I was like, Adam, like, you're on death row. Like, it's not like you're going to be, like, starving for, like, years. Like, you're going to be starving <laughs> for, like, an hour or something like that. Like, you're, you'll be fine, you know? So, that's that's great. Uh, what is something that you really enjoy about refing? Uh, the fact that I, I enjoy helping people. A lot of people enjoy helping people. Sure. But I feel like I can help others the best by being a good ref. Sure. Because um, to me, a good ref should pretty much be an amplifier for the action going on in the ring. Sure. Uh, I always bring up my pizza analogy. Um, to me, a, a good wrestling match, a good wrestling show really, really is a pizza. Really. Okay. Um, the crust is, you know, just the foundation, you know, of course, the show itself, you know, the, the, the ring, stuff like that. Sure. Um... The cheese kind of keeps everything together a little bit. Um, that's kind of the psychology of it. And then, you know, what you come to see the show for, the wrestlers, you know, whether you're into extreme wrestling, whether you're into good old mat wrestling, whether you're sure. into high-flying and stuff, that's the toppings. Because you can mix and match toppings. You can customize toppings and stuff, right? Sure. A re- referee, though, is like the sauce. Because... Constant. Yeah. And here's the thing. If it's a good sauce, you don't really go, oh, hey, that was a good sauce. You know, I really like that pizza for the sauce. No, you, you kind of forget about that. You go, yeah, that was yeah. some good pizza because... Pineapple and the pepperoni and stuff like sure. that, right? But if it's a bad sauce, it does not matter how good everything else is. If sure. it's like a really runny, watery, watered down sauce, right. that's going to ruin the whole pizza no matter how sure. good the toppings are. Okay. You know, and because I can do that, because I can help, and I, I, I think I'm a little bit good at ref, refing. Um, that's, I enjoy refing mainly because of that, I guess. 
Yeah. What is something you? Is there anything that you dislike? Mm. Or or like the wrestling business in general? Or not really. I guess in the in an extreme sense, I, I and this all goes to that Joseph Schwartz guy. Like how a lot of people view a referee as just referee. Okay. Or like a lot of people say, you know, oh, there's no ref, no show, or you know, you need a good ref and this and that. Yeah, referees are always the least paid, you know. So that that kind of sucks. Sure. How it's kind of a, a stigma for referees sells merchandise or something like that because, like, you guys, you get paid X amount, right. but then you also make merchandise sales. You sometimes. Know what? So, <laughs> sometimes. Yeah, yeah. And that could be extra money for drinking money and stuff like that. As a referee, I don't yeah, have yeah. that option. You know, so that kind of that that kind of sucks. Yeah. Um. Other than that, I don't I don't really mind. Uh, I kind of like it. It's kind of because it, yeah, anybody would say this. It's kind of cool. When like, yeah, yeah. the fans chant your name and stuff, or you know, shout for you and stuff, even just being a referee. But then at the same time, I'm like, hey, okay, thanks, guys. And then the match is going on; it's still happening. It's like, thanks, but pay attention sure, to them. Sure. I mean, thanks, to those guys, are sure. what you're here for, you know. So that's kind of a plus and a minus. You just enjoy it. Just ride it out. Like as long as you're not trying too much attention to yourself, just enjoy it. Oh yeah, yeah. no, I'll go out there and I'll slap a hand, or yeah, yeah. if somebody's talking to me while you guys are being, you know, coming in, sure. you know, I'll respond and stuff. But when the bell rings, I'm it's all you guys. No, you pretty much ref, like, more or less, like, two, maybe three places, right? Yeah. Uh, is it the kind of thing where you're just like, yeah, like, I, I have my job, I got my wife, I got my video games, like, and I ref sometimes. Basically, or, yeah. Or, like, do you, uh, is there an ambition to, like, ref more places, to hit the road, or are you just like, yeah, fuck it? <laughs> uh, so when I first started, I was like that, yeah, fuck, let's go everywhere, I want to do everything yeah, yeah. everywhere. Um, at one point, I was doing about five or six different promotions, I think was at my, my, my max. Uh, every weekend, I had a show. Yeah. Um, but here's the thing. I'm also very realistic. I know I'm, I'm six foot four. Right. I'm not going anywhere. I'm sticking to the indies. Right. And so why not stick to only local places? I hate driving. You can ask Brock anytime. He, like, we go out of Milwaukee or something, he drives. I hate driving in big cities. I hate it. I hate it. Sure. Mm, it's not a thing. Um, I just don't like driving in general. So ACW and WPW are close enough. Right. Um, they're enjoyable enough. Uh, I just started taking up UTL. Okay. Now and then. Those are fun shows. Yeah. Bruno shows. Yeah. Uh, I, I I like to dabble my foot in other places every now and then. Like yeah. I, I go. I went to RCCW even though I didn't ref, but I went out there once. Um, but yeah, just I don't know, I'm happy with just two promotions. Keeps it nice and simple. Sure. Um, WPW and ACW. They're my two favorite promotions in the state. I do believe they're the best promotions in the state. Sure. Um. So I don't really want anything more. I'm you, happy with it. You know, I used to hate driving in big cities too. Like driving in Minneapolis just stressed me out. But mm-hmm. I tell you the thing that makes it easy is like fucking smartphones and having Google Maps and shit. Yeah. So much easier. Well, T-Dub almost got me killed in Minneapolis driving, so that's, well, that's why. there's a good reason Tommy doesn't drive places. Uh, oh, no, I was driving, but he almost oh, got okay. me killed. Oh, because okay. I had my license for May, not even a week yet. Yeah. And we were coming back from North Dakota. And he said, all right, TJ, it's your turn. Okay. During sure. 4 a.m., 5 a.m. rush hour traffic through sure. Minneapolis, Minnesota, I cut off a semi truck. You sure. don't cut off a semi truck. No. Um, I almost tipped a van, tipped the van we were in, going on one of the ramps because I, I thought, you know, 50 miles per hour just stayed constant. Oh, uh, sure. It was a very heavy van. We almost, we almost tipped. Sure. Uh, just stuff like that. I don't, you know, I don't want to do that anymore. Sure. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's stuff like that. Like, that, that's the part of it that some people don't realize that, like, it's a little stressful, but. Usually, if you just kind of like close your eyes, it takes care of itself, you know, when you're driving, you know? <laughs> I'll try that next time. I'm just going to close yeah, my yeah. eyes and see what happens. Yeah. Um, you know, so. Well, yeah, man. Um, what's, uh, like, do you have, like, 
like certain wrestlers that like you see that you're ref in their match and you're just like, yep, that's it's gonna be fun. Like, is there anyone that you really like enjoy ref in their matches, or is it all kind of the same, just blonde brunette redhead? <laughs> I guess you could say in a way blonde brunette redhead, but there are reasons I like certain people's matches, but I like everybody's matches to be honest. Sure, um, I like refing your matches. Because I know, at least for the beginning, they're going to be fun, zany, whatever. And then you'll get into real, you know, mat wrestling or real, you know, more serious wrestling. And I I enjoy that aspect. Um, Colin, I love trying to make him break in the ring. I I think it's kind of a vice versa thing. It's pretty easy, actually. Yes. Uh, It's a fun thing. Whenever I ref for Colin, it's fun. Anytime I ref for Tommy uh, or Status, they both are in the same category for this one. Um, And Corey as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, Joey the Jet Avalon. Uh, (laughs) I feel like they make me. They bring the best referee out of me in the sense to where I'm like more serious and sure. more, like I'm more on the dime. Um, Nathan, I feel like I could just have fun, good time with him in the ring. Uh, he was actually per- I used to be a fucking like really st- like stickler when it came to refing, more serious. More oh, I remember stuff like that. I remember Nathan. Ha- Nathan showed me you can have fun. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I always tell him that, and because of him, I actually have fun in the ring now. Sure. Um, Dream Police. Uh, usually, there's a dance spot or something like that. So something to look forward to um everybody honestly has their own thing that i look forward to refing um of course there's matches that i'll look forward to being a fan where i'm like this is gonna be a cool fun match i want to ref this yeah as opposed to maybe a regular like your 74 mixed uh, matches with stacy shadows for example yeah, yeah. after time 34 they're starting to be the same thing yeah you know? so instead of doing that yes. i would want a triple threat of tommy yeah. colin and maybe logan you yeah, know what yeah. i mean but uh, everybody everybody honestly has their pros that i like I mean, I know I'm happier when I see that like, you're ref in my match. I appreciate that. I get that like, a lot. Because like I know like nothing's gonna go bad. I know that you're gonna stick to your shit. Uh, I know like you say like I'm gonna have a little bit of fun with you usually in the beginning. Mm-hmm. What, what's 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 the trick, TJ, for for those listening that I like to do with you? What's the fun thing I like to do with you? Well, I know the one thing that you think is fun. I'm, I'm, this is the one, the only thing that's really highlighting in my head. Yep. Uh, when you water yourself down before a match, and then you have my hand all over your chest, body, yep. stomach. Well, I don't, I don't, I don't have chest hair anymore, but I used to like really like mm-hmm. get nice and gross. Oh, yeah, and you did. Spongy. Yep. And I would like always take your hand, and you'd be like, "Oh my god!" You'd say, "Yeah." yeah. I wasn't selling. No, I know. <laughs> no, 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 no. Like, yeah. You know, I've, I've tried doing that with um, other refs, and they'll, like, pull away. I'm like, they're like, don't do that. I'm like, you're, like, just have some fun. Exactly. Like, Go with like, it. Like, I'm not going to, like, hurt you. Yeah. You know what I mean? But just, yeah. Well, for me, right there, see that I can pull away, and it's there, done, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Or you can, I have to sacrifice my hand right. and all that stuff. And uh, the fans look at it and laugh at it or something. You know, right. you're you're creating a, a moment in the, of the match or whatever. Exactly. For the fans. And it's Isn't unplanned. that what we're all supposed to do? It's not even planned. It's just like, hey, fuck it. Let's have some fun. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Or uh, or the uh, triple threat match from uh, UTL at Copperfest between me, T-Dub, and Kaz, mm-hmm. where we were like, I didn't go out wanting to have a dance mat, dance off or whatever. <laughs> I didn't go out like with that idea, but like I was like, F it. Let's start dancing. And then mm-hmm. uh, I said, TJ, do a worm. Because mm-hmm. I know you can do a worm. <laughs> And he did the worm, and it was like it was actually like really got a good reaction from the from the kiddies there. So mm-hmm. that's that's always fun to do. I yeah. enjoy doing that. Even though Skyler, have you seen Skyler dance? I don't. I, he's like sixteen. I don't want to see him dance. <laughs> uh, he 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 impressed Tommy. Um, he he can he can Michael Jackson dance like no other. I'm pretty yeah. sure he's gonna start taking ref dance spots away sure. from me, and I'm that, okay with it because damn, he's good. That's something, TJ. Uh, it seems like. And I don't know if I don't know if you take it upon yourself or if it's thrust upon you, 
but it seems like you're always like the the gap or like the bridge rather the bridge between like usually like the green kids and like the wrestlers I can see that it seems like because I remember when I first started and you were just like show me the ropes without even like realizing it you're mm-hmm. like this is how we do it and like then like I pass and, you know and like you're always that like guy like you know it's not, it doesn't mean that you always do like ring and stuff like that but you're always like that guy like that will like kind of take like do you notice that do you enjoy that I guess I can definitely notice that now that I bring it up and yeah I don't know I just I know how be being socially awkward as we mentioned earlier you know the whole moving around and stuff right. you know making friends that way or you know just being wanting to be accepted by the group or whatever and I don't know I just want to do everything I can to help people because I know how cool it was how it was my dream at one point how yeah, it, yeah. it was your dream at one point you know yeah. so anything I can do to help somebody realize that dream and be accepted because that's a big part of this business I think is being accepted right I'm going to you know I'm sure. going if I there's something good in someone I'm going to highlight the hell out of that in order to try and make them more accepted by the wrestlers sure you know or by just any you know people in general um but yeah I, I guess I noticed that and I'm okay with that you just take it on uh, I've, I've tried with Elise um I've tried with Skylar uh-huh. uh I've tried Banty you know yeah, I, really, yeah. I, I helped her after a while even though I hated her guts to begin with but now I consider her a stepsister of sorts. Well, she, she's a listener of this podcast, so she'll appreciate oh, okay. the, the shot. I, yeah. I enjoy Melissa Banty. Yeah, she's a, like I said, I, I consider yeah, her yeah. a stepsister. Yeah, no, she's a like uh, you know she she's a little a little rusky around the edges when we first kind of meet her, but uh, mm-hmm. like you know she's all right. She's a good person. Yeah, she's all honestly. Right. And she's but there's there's way bigger pieces of shit in pro wrestling. To me, the thing that makes me appreciate Melissa Banty the most is I honestly feel. She is the one person that she would do anything you need her to do at a show. Right. To me, that's what I like the most. People who are willing to do anything whenever just to right. help someone, like to help you guys out. Right. Because that's what everybody should be doing is helping everybody out some way. Right. But yeah, so no, I, I complete. I see where you're coming from. Worst, like, worst referee experience ever? Uh, two, one short, being when I refed for Sabu and Rhino. Because... <laughs> During the uh, double down, I would go one, two, go over to yeah. Sabu to count slower. Three, four, go over to Rhino. What are you doing? Count faster. Five, <laughs> six, go over to Sabu. I told you to fucking slow down. Do you think they were ribbing you? I don't know. I hope not. Because I went backstage <laughs> and they were like, wait, we told you that we told you different things? Oh, all right. And that was it. So, I mean, it must not have been that funny of a rib. Yeah, but yeah. then, uh, when I very first started, and I actually didn't do tag matches for a long time because of this, uh, there was a match with Tommy. Um, Jerry Styles, um, Brian Skyline, and Chuck Dollar. Charles Dollar? Chuck Dollar, Chuck yeah. Dollar. Got God bless his soul. And uh, I legitimately called out, called the match, like DQ, because they wouldn't stop running and interfering every 10 seconds. Like running across the ring, running across the ring. And I was getting, like, I was just getting <sighs> flabbergasted. Like, dude, what yeah, are you yeah, doing? Yeah, like, yeah. They weren't even, you know, having me hold them back or anything. And there was no opportunity for me to hold them back. Right. They were just doing what they wanted. And I finally just lost it, and I called for the bell. And then the bell rang, and everybody was silent and just looked at me, and I was like... Told you. All right, no, this is okay. Yeah, this yeah. never happened. And we kept going like nothing happened. And yeah, yeah. I got an earful backstage from a few people. <laughs> Matt Winchester being one of them. <laughs> I just saw uh, Chuck Dollar a couple weeks ago at a uh, yeah. uh, NFW show in the UP. It was looking good. Good. Good for yeah. him. Does he still have the... Huh? A little bit of a... Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, that but was... No, he, he's like just one of like the... Um, I met him when I first started. He was like one of the nicest, like most genuine dudes. Just wanted, to, you know, didn't didn't care if he ever wrestled. Just wanted to be out there. Very so, nice guy. Very, yeah, nice, very guy. nice guy. 
Uh, we're gonna we're gonna start to wrap this bad boy up. Okay. With uh, one more story. Okay. Uh, I have uh, written down. I saw it. I was wondering what was going to come trip. up. I was wondering what was going to come up. Yeah. Uh, now I wasn't, I wasn't there. Okay. But when I heard it, I remember hearing. I remember. I think I got texted Kyle. I was like, "That's the most TJ thing." <laughs> so give us the the full nuts and bolts. All right. Full nuts and bolts. Uh, I'll give you the nuts first, which is the boring part. It was a, it was me, Colin, and Brock road trip to Milwaukee for random promotion. Probably icy dub. Huh? Probably icy dub. Yeah, yeah. And it came back. The whole trip is boring. The show was kind of all right. Nobody had an outstanding match. And it was just a boring thing. And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna do something stupid. Just see if we can at least get a story or something out of this. And it definitely grew. It definitely <laughs> grew because the, now that now the bolts part. We walked into Quick Trip, and they had a special. Um, it was like sixty nine cents for a sixty nine ounce, you know, thing of thing of uh, fountain soda. Sure. So I walked in, and I honestly kind of thought that deal was so good. There must be a limit because otherwise everybody's gonna come in and get like just clear them out of soda. So I walk in, and I get two sixty four ounces of sweet tea, uh, or peach tea. I'm sorry, a peach tea. And I didn't want to walk up there, look like a bum with two, like, I didn't want to feel like, I didn't want the people to think I was taking advantage of them at the end of the day. Oh, God. And so I asked Colin, well, first Brock was like, just, why are you doing? Like, really? You need that much? I was like, I'm thirsty. Then I asked Colin, hey, Colin, I'll pay you back. I'll, I'll give you a dollar. So you'll be making money. Can you buy one of these big buddies for me? And he looked at me deadpan and said, Absolutely not. My transaction has been finished. <laughs> Which, by the way, Colin would totally say just like that. <laughs> and uh, I'm, I'm like, Brock? He's like, nope. And he walks away. Well, well, first off, Brock wouldn't say it like that. He'd be like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I'm kind of stuck there. I already filled up the cups. I can't just dump it back in now. Why, that's why did you feel so weird about buying two sodas? I don't want them to think I'm taking advantage of the deal. Was there a want... sign that said that you couldn't do it? <laughs> There was no. So side. why did you just do it, TJ? It felt like a, it felt like a bum move. I didn't want I'm to sure. look like a bum. I if didn't want guys... them to think, "Oh, look at that guy. He's taking advantage of it. Now we're never going to be able to do it again." Check, out, for check else. out Gus' like Facebook feed. Like people are always stealing gas from Quick Trip. All right, I'm sure like I don't you. Want to steal soda? I, you're well, not stealing. Not it's still... a deal. You're paying for it. <laughs> What's the difference? It's, it's such a good deal. It might as well be a steal. Okay, yeah. Okay. So moving on. Because then. Uh, Brock really, like, he, he thought it was a joke. Or he thought it was like, what the hell are you doing? Because we had another quick trip we were going to stop at. Like, okay, but you did buy the sodas yourself, though, right? Eventually, um, I felt like, a, a, I felt like, an, I felt like a, a bad person doing it. But yeah, I did. Did they give you any grief at the, at the checkout? No, they were very nice. So it was all of your, it was just in your head, wasn't it? No, they saw the whole interaction go down. And they're like, you know what? No, this one time, we're going to let it happen. And you know what? We're just going to let him have those two sodas. Because we can see he tried, obviously, to get his friends to do it for him. So, so. where, what quick trip, like what city were you at when this all happened? I think Oshkosh. Okay. Oshkosh or Appleton. Okay, so you're about halfway between Milwaukee and Green Bay at this point. Mm-hmm. You make the make the second stop or whatever, first mm-hmm. stop. So you do that. You get your sweet teas. Happy as pie, right? Oh, yeah. Okay, then what? Well, I did drink them both the whole, from there, uh, yeah. from Oshkosh or wherever, to Green Bay. And then I did get one more. I walked in and I got one more because I was really thirsty that night. <laughs> and then I think I got a chicken sandwich as well. No, two chicken sandwiches. But wasn't sandwiches. there something where like, you were like, I have to drink these so I can fill them up again? Okay, that's not a thing. No, I no, I had to drink them 
So that way I would prove that I'm not an idiot. So I had to be like, no, I was this thirsty, guys. And I, I think I double, like, I doubled the straws into my mouth. Like, I was, I was, like, I was focused to take it down, right? Um, and so I, I didn't, I don't know, I wanted to prove myself, really, I guess. Prove yourself. Yes. There was a reason why I got two guys. I... I thought there was something that, like, you had to finish them by the time you got back to Green Bay so you could fill them up again or something. Like, you, I thought you were, like, panicking that you had <laughs> you had to get your so, your sodas okay. down. No, that, that somebody might have said that. Clear in the air is, is TJ. Well, <laughs> First time I heard that. It was so. just so funny, though. Like, this was after the two Sandies from Fatso's. Yes, it was. <laughs> <laughs> And and then like the legend grew that like you just had to get two of everything. Like I've been to other places where you're like, hey TJ, get two candy bars, fat ass. Like and then we start fat shaming you. Oh, I'm fat. So. I work at a, I work at a gym. I don't work out at a gym. Right. Uh, actually, there's some truth in that. Uh, you can ask my wife who's kind of listening. I do get two of something everywhere I go. Why? True. Why? I don't know. I just feel like I need to. Why do you? But like it'll always be there. Like. I always, I'm told I eat like it's somebody's about to take it away. When, from me when's the last time you got two of something? Uh, I always, uh, I went to McDonald's last night and got two cheeseburgers. <laughs> it might be, a, it might be an OCD complex. I don't it know. might be, yeah. but I need to get two. I always need to get two. TJ, if uh, anyone listening wants to get you on their show to ref, how can they find you? Facebook, okay. Facebook, or just come to a show and ask. I guess. Okay. Are you are you on the, the Twitter? I am. I, I am on the Twitter, but I don't use the Twitter. What's your handle? Okay. <laughs> well, maybe I'll put it up. Maybe I won't. I don't. I don't freaking know. Uh, TJ, it's been a pleasure. I'll leave you to it. You got work at what is it? Two o'clock. Mm-hmm. All right. I'll leave you to it. Thanks, buddy. No problem. This is Chris from Spot Monkey Media. Are you a professional wrestler? A promoter? A business owner? Spot Monkey Media is graphic design for the wrestling professional. We offer design services for t-shirts, event posters, 8x10s, logos, and even ring gear. But if you're not in the wrestling business, we work outside the ropes. Go to SpotMonkeyMedia.com for more information. Spot Monkey Media. Create your legacy. Hello, wrestling fans. Cole Cabana coming to you live from the One Hour Tease Arena in beautiful Chicago, Illinois. The pro wrestling action has been great so far. As you can see, Joey really dominating the ring so far. There's a beautiful belly-to-back suplex. And, uh-oh. Looks like Joey's shirt has been ripped. What's up with that? You ripped my shirt. Let's go check an instant replay, see exactly what happened. There you can see Joey's shirt ripped from the collar, and that's not good when you're trying to wear your pro wrestling t-shirt. Man, you ripped my shirt. It's my only shirt. Joey. Hey, it looks like Ryan from One Hour Tees just threw Joey Ryan a brand new t-shirt. Thanks, pro wrestling tees. ProWrestlingTees.com, over 3,000 wrestling t-shirts designed and sold by pro wrestlers. Wrestlers such as Steve Austin, CM Punk, Macho Man, Mick Foley, DDP, Andre the Giant, Jake the Snake, Hexaw, Jim Duggan, Scott Hall, Ted DiBiase, Cole Cabana, Joey Ryan, Cliff Compton, and the entire Bullet Club. All stores owned by pro wrestlers. Support pro wrestling today and visit ProWrestlingTees.com. Tune into the Indie Power Rankings reveal every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern on Blog Talk Radio, Filling the Void Radio Network. You can also subscribe to Filling the Void Radio Network on iTunes. Give a follow to the Indie Power Rankings on Twitter at Indie Power Ranking, no GS. Instagram at Indie Power Rankings. On Facebook, facebook.com slash Indie Power Rankings. 
You can also go to the website where you can see the top 10 for the week, the tag team top 5, anything else, independent wrestling related, Indie Power Rankings, IPR.wordpress.com. All right, there you have it. There it is. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope you learned something about TJ. Hope uh, next time you see him at a show, you pull him aside and say, holy crap, I had no idea that you moved around that much. I had no idea you loved video games that much. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, I definitely did as well. Uh, next couple weeks, we're going to have a couple good ones. Uh, I'm really digging uh, the schedule of every other week putting one of these out because uh, just because with my schedule, it fits really well. If there's anyone that you want to have on the show, if you, you know, if you think there's someone, or if you want to be on the show, just hit me up. I'll talk to you for an hour. I'll ask you uh, if you like ketchup or mustard. I could do that. <laughs> uh, uh, here's my upcoming schedule, guys. Pretty good one. Pretty excited. Uh, this Saturday, 1021, I have two shows. Double Shot, Dietschy Express. Uh, <laughs> ACW presents Give a Heart to Billy, Part 2. Or part duh, excuse me. Uh, this is a benefit show that we're doing for uh, a family in the Fond du Lac area. I'm trying to help them pay some of their bills. It's going to be at the Press Box in Fond du Lac. Really cool venue. And after that, I'm double shotting. I'm putting on my bootstraps and just shooting back up to De Pere. Because, oh, as I burp, God, I'm the worst. This is, the, this is a bad show. And it's getting worse. Uh... Uh, WPW presents Conflict at Bob Louie's and appear. That's special such start time. Guys, a Fond du Lac show, if you're in the area or if you're interested in doing both, uh, getting your premium wrestling in, the Fond du Lac show starts at 6, and the appear show starts at 8. So realistically, you can just double dip. Enjoy this and that. A la carte, right? A la ditch, realistically. Uh, 10.28, WPW presents Vendetta. At Two Rivers Community House. We talk about Two Rivers today on the show. Really excited to wrestle there. I haven't wrestled there, uh, man, I believe since last summer maybe. Something like that, I think. I don't know. Two Rivers Community House. Two Rivers, Wisconsin. Super duper cool venue. One of my favorites because why? Because there's a shower. Uh, I know that sounds probably kind of homosexual to say like that. But no, just it's nice having a shower. So that's a good one. At the very least... Come to the show to enjoy the shower or hear me talk about the shower. Uh, and then 11-4, uh, I'm on Bruce, or I'm sorry, Berlin, Berlin, Berwin Championship Wrestling's inaugural show. BCW presents The Beginning, Berwin, Illinois. Guess where it's at? You'll never believe it. Shut the fuck door. It's at the Berwin Eagles Club. Very historic venue. Tons of wrestling goes on there. Uh, Rise slash Gain, they do their shows there. Uh, AAW, they run shows there. You know, everyone runs at the Berwyn Eagles Club. So come on out, have some fun, buy a T-shirt, cheer me on, uh, hopefully. And uh, yeah, uh, if you know of anyone or if you are interested in bringing me in on a show, bring in my ragtag, renegade, maverick, cops, dirty cops of, of wrestlers, you can hit me up at any time. Book Jordy Lee at gmail.com. Book Jordy Lee at gmail.com. Also, if you feel like hitting me up on the Twitter, which I say just to pop Colin Brooks if he's listening to this, because I know he hates it when Chris Jericho says it, the Twitter, uh, you can hit me up at OJords, O H J O R D Z, O H J O R D Z. I tweet a lot of jokes, I tweet a lot of dumb things. I respond to a lot of people. That's That's been. One of my the things I set up for myself at the beginning of the year, um, 
just respond to as many people as I can and getting some conversations going. Also, Instagram, if you want to see, uh, I guess, pictures of me posing in the mirror or random pictures of my buddy Brock, you can hit me up at same thing as, as the Twitter, Instagram, O-H-J-O-R-D-Z, O-H-J-O-R-D-Z, that's the Instagram. Facebook, you can hit my Gorgeous Jordy Lee Facebook page. It's real simple. This is what you search. Gorgeous Jordy Lee. My God, could it be any easier? That's what he said. That's it, guys. Uh, I will see you when I see you. Come say hi to me. And uh, that's it. Peace.